Welcome into the For the Throne Dynasty podcast, starring your defending champion, Cascade Bear, Stirk Daddy, Justin STP6, Andy Pollock, Randy Santarelli, D. Slackey, the debut of House Deets, Candle Still Lit, Little Slads, WGL 1035, Prince Palmer 17, Lefty 79, and Bucks in 6. Welcome into the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. On this episode, we are breaking down our current reigning champion, Cascade Bear, and the run to superstardom, as he has been in two straight uh, title games, including this past year winning it all and the year beforehand, playing the exact same opponent but falling a little bit short. <laughs> Cascade, how are we doing? Great. How are you doing today? Doing good. I know it's That's been a pretty eventful uh, 48 hours for your dynasty team. Yeah, like I said, I was uh, coming in thinking we'd just be talking about Calvin Ridley and his gambling problem. <laughs> And then here we go with Aaron Rodgers getting what fifty million, uh, and then the big Russell Wilson trade, which impacts so many things. Yeah, so many things. Not positively for you. Uh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I still have to have faith, you know. I mean, yeah. free agency, and then with the draft coming up, I mean, things could shake out. Things could get crazy too. I mean, um, yeah. Yeah, I went from being really happy before, uh, it was like 72 hours ago, knowing that Ridley was probably coming back to now just being like, what the hell? <laughs> He's out. Metcalf's stock's going to go down. Like, it's so is Lockett, but Metcalf is my big, you know, the big boy for me. So, yeah. There you have it. <laughs> so you drew in the veterans draft the eight spot, and – Let's start with the 101, or I guess for you it would be the 108. Your first selection yes. was Joe Mixon. What did you think about making that pick? Uh, I really liked that pick at the time. I, I mean, I still do. Um, I knew he was going to be a good player, but at the time when I, you know, looking around, you know, look at the three, before, oh, four guys in front of me were all running backs, and I just thought in the dynasty that he was probably the one going forward that would though it could be a solid foundation, you know, running back wise. But uh, I didn't really have, I had faith in Zach Taylor, but I really didn't have faith. <laughs> and look, now he's, you know, they went to the Super Bowl, and yeah, I think at the time it was a good pick. So the next round, you did not make your selection at the 205. We talked about this on last week's episode, how Sturt Daddy traded up one pick because he wanted David Johnson so bad. So you go back one spot and you select Aaron Jones at the 206. Yes, uh, I guess uh, over the years playing fantasy football, I'm always trying to get top two running backs. And like I said, you know, going with Dynasty, first time ever. Um, you know, I just thought that would be the foundation to go, was running back, running back. And, uh, you know, kind of a homer pick, too. You know, I really liked Aaron Jones and where he came from. So, yeah, it's kind of a homer pick. <laughs> <laughs> so then in the third round, again, 
Sterk must have sent you like some high capital to make to move up one spot. But uh, at the three oh seven, you selected your third running back straight with Marlon Mack for the Colts. Yeah, I was uh, trying to go with uh, the pass catching running back. You know, pretty much guy out of the running back. Um, and I thought with the Colts, you know, I just thought they would, you know, with that offense, he would get more points coming out of the backfield, catching it, you know, splitting carries, you know, thought it was a good, good call at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but you kept your third round pick, yours individually, and you selected Baker Mayfield with the very next pick, and he was your franchise quarterback. Yes, uh, and look at him sitting behind you today. Um, he, you know, I, st I still like Baker. I, you know, he was coming off that pretty impressive uh, season, and I just thought at that point in the draft, I was trying to look here. Um, I just thought at the time I needed a, I needed a franchise uh, quarterback, and I thought going forward he could do good things with Cleveland. I just – kind of bought into the whole Cleveland thing and their head coach at the time and where he came from. So I, uh, I was all about Baker. And I still am. I think he's a good player. And I, I, I hope, uh, gets a shit together this year and goes forward. <laughs> at the four Oh five, then you took your first wide receiver on your depth chart and it was T Y Hilton. Yes. Uh, I think this was almost a desperation reach veteran, uh, pick at a wide receiver. Um, trying to get, I think at the time, let's see. Uh, yeah, going around it was, and you know, Andrew Luck went next, Robert Woods. I think at the time, yeah, a lot of good wide receivers are going off the table. And I just thought he could be another good one going forward with, with luck. You know, I just thought, Probably that's my first one. The sky was the limit with him because he was fast and he's a dependable veteran. Yeah, didn't work out. <laughs> and in the 508, then you took your second wide receiver, and it was Kelvin Ridley. Oh, I still love this pick in the fifth round. Uh, I, still, I still have a man crush on him. Um, I think he's a great wide receiver. Um, I've been, I, I take him. I have taken him and will take, or, you know, took him in the past in fantasy, other fantasy football leagues. I just liked his upside. I just, I just really liked him, uh, period. I thought he was a great player in Atlanta and kind of thought he was off the radar because he was down in Atlanta and, you know, things didn't work out. Uh, I was kind of looking forward to really having him this year, um, given who I had on my team with DK and uh, Debo and Allen. Um, I just thought getting him back, winning that trophy, it would be a good step going forward because I won it without him. Mm -hmm. And I was looking forward to having him going forward. But uh, he'll be on the he'll be on my IR, I guess, or pup list or something. So it's a big hurt for my team. But I think uh, winning it without him proved I, you know, can do it. So just got to repeat. At the 605, then you took your third straight wide receiver, and it was Mike Williams from the Chargers. Uh, I really like this pick, too. I, I uh, thought going forward, you can't teach height, and I thought uh, he would only grow into that role, you know, in the secondary and probably take over the lead role. Um, and now he got the big contract extension. The key for him was staying healthy, is staying healthy. 
And that's kind of one of the reasons why I traded him away uh, later on. I just didn't think he could stay healthy um, <clears throat> long enough. So, but I thought it was a good pick at the time. <laughs> and then you did not have a seventh round pick, but you did have an eighth. And it was your first IDP in Tremaine Edmonds. Yeah, like I said, this is the first time I ever did Dynasty ever. Thank you for the invite, by the way. Uh, I love this league. Uh, this is the first one, and I thought going forward as as a bill and with the new, I think it was a new regime in the defense, I thought him being young enough, um, coming off, a, I think it was a 100-tackle season, he could be uh, pretty much, you know, the rocket linebacker for me uh, going forward for a couple of years. But obviously, I ended up tra trading him away as well. In the ninth round, you took Jamal Adams as your second IDP, and he was your defensive back. Yeah, I went with uh, who I consider kind of like the quarterback of the defense at the time. He was with the Jets. Uh, thought he was pretty impressive. Um, and I thought kind of IDP-wise, the Jets weren't really getting looked at too much, so I wanted to go with a high tackle guy, more interceptions possibly. Um, I, yeah, I just thought, go, you know, could be a good foundation pick in the back for my team going forward um and then he got traded to seattle and i was just ecstatic about that because i thought with seattle he'd be a lot better um signed that extension so i was really like happy about that going forward and uh yeah <clears throat> hey can you uh i gotta let my dog out here i think he's gonna Hang on a second. This podcast is sponsored by an impromptu, uh, impromptu business, the LMR Fantasy website. What can Sorry, you find dude. On the, oh, he's back. And that's it for <laughs> LMR Fantasy, the sponsor of this show. Sorry, guys. Uh, my dog, yeah. Sounded like he was going to throw up, so I let him out because I don't, I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to the 11th round. You took your tight end in Mark Andrews. Oh, man. this this I still am man crush on him, too, in fantasy football. I thought with him and Lamar, uh, going forward, I thought as he grew into that role and probably got bigger and understood more of the game, I thought, man, this guy is going to be a stud. And... He's proved it every year. He's gotten better and better and better. And I'm, I'm ecstatic. I have him. He he is uh, he, he is he is the core to core to my team. Um, and I, I couldn't believe, you know, getting him in the 11th. When you look around, I think other people are starting to take IDPs as well, and some running backs and stuff. So I think that was that was a great pick right there because I think it broke up, uh, you know the run on IDPs and let's see the tight end here. I was looking to get Lamar uh, Jackson, but he got picked you know, before on the swing, but yeah, I really like this pick and he he's a core core member of my team. Next pick of importance was in the 14th round when he took Jameis Winston. <laughs> yes. Uh, I had a, you got a strange fascination with this man. I don't know why, uh, Mr. Crab legs himself. 
Vislari is a goofy guy, um, great arm, great player, just maybe didn't have it all there. Um, and I liked where he was at, and I think it was Tampa Bay at the time, and I just thought, it, you know, another thing, somebody young who could grow into that role that was just, you know, could give you 40 touchdowns and 50 interceptions, but man, damn, sure rooting for him when he was throwing those TDs. Um, and he got traded in, or signed with New Orleans, and uh, I thought, man, this is going to be great in New Orleans with, you know, Mike Thomas and Alvin and, and the gang, and didn't quite work out, but I think he'll be back, and yeah, I traded him to you, but I think that was a good pick right there because I needed a quarterback at that point. <laughs> yeah. Then you took another quarterback in the 17th, and it was Derek Carr from the Raiders. Yes, uh, right. I think, yeah, <clears throat> if you look around, there's a little run on uh, quarterbacks there, starting with Cousins. And then I was looking at probably Allen if he would have fell to me, but <clears throat> it's kind of nervous pick, or not a nervous pick, but I thought it was a needed pick with Derek Carr. And I thought with, uh, you know, I think, where were they? They were still in uh, Los Angeles at the time, I just, or Oakland. And I just thought, you know, it's a good pick right here because he's kind of an unsung. He's out in the AFC East, so that means his games will be starting later, and that'll give me an edge. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last pick of note, it was in the 23rd round. You took DJ Chark, who's the wide receiver from Jacksonville. Yeah, I think that was just a, a shot in the dark right there. You know, uh, Jacksonville, you don't really think of them really doing anything. And I think at the time, I I liked him. I was reading more and more about him. Uh, you know, and going around reading more about Dynasty, and I just thought you can't teach height was pretty much the reason why I took him. Um, I just thought he'd just grow in his role, and yeah. And but I ended up trading him a couple years later. Yeah. Well, hang on, I'm gonna go let my dog right back in. Remember, on LMR Fantasy, you can find the most up-to-date stats, rosters and everything else that is random as fuck about fantasy. Go to www.lmrfantasy.com. And we're back. All right, so then in the rookie draft in our startup, you ended up drawing the 10th spot, and you kept all four of your picks. We'll go through them right here. With the first one you took was the 110, and you took Devin Singletary. Yes, uh, I was excited about this pick at 110. Um, I just wanted running back depth at that point, and uh, I liked Buffalo. I've always liked Buffalo, so I wanted uh, – I just needed a running back, so I took him. <laughs> Pretty much comes down to that, and I thought going forward he would grow into his role as well. And, yeah. The second rookie pick you took was the 203, and it was Devin Bush with the Steelers. Yeah, this was a – at the time when I took him, I I really I mean, Pittsburgh's defense is always known for just a stud linebackers and everything I read about him, I really thought, still think he's a good player. I, I and I thought going forward he'd be a good you know young player to grow um, in the years to come and help my team win pretty much with the IDP. You know, kind of still touching around, you know, figuring out different IDPs. And, yeah, I just thought he'd be a good pick right there. 
The third, you selected Benny Snell, who was the running back with the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, I uh, took him. Uh, Ohio State, I believe he was at. Uh, I thought with Pittsburgh, they just run, run, run the ball. I think, uh, what was it, Connor was there at the time. And he always seemed to be hurt. And I just thought that being on Ohio State, the prodigy, you know, the, the program, that he could come to Pittsburgh and be one of those uh, next – Pittsburgh great running backs and he caught the ball and that's you know going you know catching the ball with PPR leagues too is is pretty important for the running backs with the fourth selection you drafted a guy named Dexter Williams who I'm actually not sure what team he was on uh he got drafted by the Packers he was out of Notre Dame and uh I took him that was kind of a homer pick uh I think I was trying to hedge my bet or you know have a backup plan to Aaron Jones and just grab another running back. And I thought, you know, Notre Dame, they produce kind of decent, you know, once in a while running backs and kind of was reading the profile about him and just made that Homer pick. And I think I cut him like halfway through the season. (laughs) I told you how much I really uh, liked him at that point. Yeah. So let's roll right into season number one for your team. In the first season, uh, I actually did not know this since your team has been so successful in the last two seasons, but you actually finished six and seven and you missed the playoffs. You took ninth place. Some of your core players included the quarterback five on the year, which was Jameis Winston, the running back 13 on Joe Mixon, running back 22 in Marlon Mack, and the running back two in Aaron Jones. Uh, you had the wide receiver 17 in DJ Chark and the tight end five in Mark Andrews. Uh, do you recall much from that season, the first one that we had in our league? Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> I think my plan with Dynasty uh, going forward or in that first year was at least trying to make the I mean, Everybody tries to make the playoffs. Um, and like I said, you invite, I never did dynasty and, and IDPs at the same time. So it was kind of touch and go. And it's just trying to figure out the right mixture and, you know, when to start people, when not to start people. I think I started falling in love with uh, ESPN bull crap uh, stuff and not really researching other things as well as I do, as I did after this season, because I was frustrated. Uh, but I knew going forward that uh, it would get better. Uh, but yeah, that first season, I was just kind of kind of feeling myself around with, with everything in the lineups. And um, like I said, IDPs, it was totally something new to me. Um, and just trying to be on top of the waiver wire too um, with everybody. And yeah, I just remember a couple games. I think there's one game where Aaron Jones just went bananas. I think that's why he was the number two guy. Um, and I think it barely missed the playoffs. Um, yeah, it, w- it was a frustrating year, um, but I knew I'd get better going forward because, you know, I, the more I learned and about Dynasty going forward, I'd figure I'd get better. <laughs> but I didn't expect to uh, miss the playoffs the first year. Yeah. So. So you did not actually make any trades mid-season in 2019. Now, you did make a couple trades in the startup draft, um, but nothing of note in the season. 
So with that being said, we're going to move right into your 2020 rookie draft. Uh, due to a couple trades that you ended up making, you walked away with three rookie picks. So let's take a look at them. First was the rookie 211, and you selected Antonio Gibson with Washington. Yes. Uh, I remember talking to you before the draft and, and remember telling you I had read uh, that they considered him in Washington the next uh, uh, McCaffrey. And I remember you kind of chuckling about that. And I just thought coming out of Memphis and everything, reading about him, and I thought he'd be really, you know, I thought he'd be really good going, you know, starting going right away, uh, especially because of catching passes out of the backfield, uh, especially in Washington uh, with, with that kind of offense. And the way they were praising him up, um, I was ecstatic to get him at 211 because I, I, I think I think there was a little run on running backs there at the end. And then it got to me. So I was kind of nervous I wouldn't get him. Um, but I was glad I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The next pick then, at, it jumps all the way to the fourth round. It was the 404. You selected Patrick Queen, who was an IDP with Baltimore. No, oh, I still like this guy a lot. Uh, I think he's going to, you know, I think it's year three for him. So he's going to, I think he's going to grow into that role. I think he was coming into his own, but I think Baltimore kind of wasn't really sure what to do with him athletic because he's a pretty athletic guy. Um, I, yeah, I still like him a lot. I think he's going to be a great player. I think he's going to be, uh, a good young core player on my team going forward. Um, I just, I just, I think Baltimore is going to put, I think they figured out where to go with them going forward. So I'm excited what they do in free agency. And uh, I think he'll just get better. So leave it at that. <laughs> and then the very next pick, the 405, you selected Albert Okwebunum, who was the tight end with Denver. Oh, yes. Yes. This guy, I really like this guy. And I would have to say this is probably my biggest regret in Dynasty, dropping him. <laughs> I am kicking myself in the hind end right now. But in hindsight, you know, looking at my depth, I, I really could have used him. I, I think I was just frustrated at the fact that he just was hurt. And he came off the injured list, played, got hurt in the game, got put back on the injured list. And I was just like, enough. You know, is this what you're going to be is just hurt all the time, you know, and I dropped him and yeah, you picked him up and I am regretting that um, massively, massively. And that's, it's not because of what happened today. It's just, he's grown into his role and you can't, like, you can't teach height, man. I keep saying that, but in the NFL, man, he is, he was he six, five, six, six. Yeah. Yeah, he's a target in the end zone. And yeah, I regret that every time i look at my roster and look at yours like ah, man that was a mistake <laughs> so let's start talking about season number two which was a great hey. one for you you ended up making the playoffs uh and the eventual championship game you finished with a record of 10 and 3 which was good enough for the two seed uh in the first round you did have a bye in the second you beat randy by 41.7 and then in the finals, you lost to Sturt by 56.8. Some of your core players were the running back five in Aaron Jones and the running back 13 in Antonio Gibson. You had the wide receiver five in Kelvin Ridley and then the tight end six in Mark Andrews. Uh, what do you remember about season number two? Uh, I was really striving uh, to make the playoffs. Um, 
the whole entire time. I know it was a nail biting season though. I mean, I think I had a rotating cast of characters at quarterback, uh, especially come on guy. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, still trying to figure out my way. I honestly did not think I'd make the Super Bowl that year. I think I was shocked. I was trying to, you know, my, I think my grand plan was I thought I'd make it in year three. So year two kind of, you know, it, it shocked me to get that far. Um, but to get shellacked in the Super Bowl, man, that that put a salty taste in my mouth, man. I mean, to lose, to, I mean, to get there and then to just lose by that much. I think I think Baker Mayfield, I think that's who I started, that he had a, just a terrible game. Yeah, I, yeah, it was frustrating. I mean, but it was also very nice to make the playoffs at ten and three. I just can't believe I did got that had that good of a record record, um, and it, yeah, just to get shellacked in the Super Bowl. But I just remember, yeah, having fun that year and and come on, guy, that that seemed to be the catchphrase for my team. Yes. <laughs> So you had three trades of note in the 2020 season. Let's start with the first one. It was yes. actually between you and I. Uh, you received Drew Locke in two seconds, and you sent me a first and a fourth. If we're looking at who those players were, you basically walked away with the value of Drew Locke, Antonio Gibson, and Henry Ruggs, and I walked away with the value of J.K. Dobbins and Patrick Queen. Yeah. Um, again, lock didn't work out. Um, Patrick queen, I'm still kind of waiting for, obviously. Um, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, I'm not even, yeah, I'm done with that. <laughs> that was a bad trade, but you know, it, it worked out. The second deal that you had was with Stirk daddy and you walked away with Debo Samuel and you gave him two seconds which ended up being LaVisca Chenault and Henry Ruggs. Holy smokes. Was this not a man? This was a blockbuster for me in my, in my eyes. Um, I, I have a mean on for Debo. I always have, like I said, I've been playing football, fantasy football for a while and I always draft him in every league. I had him. I could him and Calvin, you know, I've always wanted those two guys as my wide receivers. Um, and when he made him available, I, I, I mean, I, I think he was injured that year or off and on. And that, I think that's why he became available. And I jumped at the chance to get him. Um, I, I really like this man. I, I yeah, I, I, my wife is kind of sick of me. always going, Debo, <laughs> Debo, <laughs> that's my guy. Um, yeah. So this was a great trade for me. Um, and and uh, like I said, it was a blockbuster franchise move for me. I, I he, he's, part, he's definitely my core. Um, so yeah, it was a great trade. Thanks, Dirk. The third trade of interest that you made was between you and little slads and you walked away with Deontay Johnson and a third, which ended up being Nico Collins. And you sent him Devin Singletary. Yeah. I think at the time I was looking for some wide receiver, uh, love to go with Ridley and Debo and I was kind of looking around the league and I thought Deontone was, was one of those guys that was up and coming and probably could get him uh, at the sacrifice of my running back depth at the time. And uh, yeah, I jumped at the chance to get him. With that being said, let's move into the third rookie draft, which was the 2021 draft. 
Uh, you ended up walking away with eight picks. So starting <laughs> at the 211, which is the second straight year you had the 211, uh, you drafted yes. Chuba Hubbard. Oh, man. You like that player? Yeah, I wish you, I don't have this. Huh? Do you like oh. that player? I do. I really like him. Um, I really wanted him. I was glad he fell to me because I think going forward, I, I really wanted that guy um, who was going to be the backup to CMC because CMC gets seems to get hurt a lot, cur- you know, currently. And I thought coming out, I think it was at Oklahoma or Oklahoma State he was at, and I, I kind of just liked him and just took him for the running back depth because – all about fantasy football. I wanted the depth going forward for, you know, pretty much any position I could get um, because football is a long season. So that's kind of why I wanted him right there. I valued him at a good pick at 211. Then at the 306, you selected an IDP in Micah Parsons with Dallas. Oh boy. Do I have a man crush on him too? The more I read about him, the more I fell in love with him. Um, the fact that he went to Dallas, you know, kind of scared me a little bit, but but it turned out to be a great pick, as obviously he turned out to be the rookie of the year, um, defensive rookie of the year, I think you know, fastest man in the NFL. <laughs> um, but he, I just think going forward, he's going to grow into his role because I don't think they really knew where to put him at the time because they had him rushing off the edge. He was a linebacker. Um, I don't think the comparisons to Lawrence Taylor should be there yet because Lawrence was just a beast uh, at that time. I, I think uh, Mike is going to grow into his role, and I'm just I was so ecstatic to have him. And I'm ecstatic going forward with him. Um, hopefully him and Queen can be my, my studs uh, on the IDP end um, going forward for the next couple of years. At the 311, you selected Des Fitzpatrick. Is he the guy that's with the Bears or the Titans? I don't remember. He got drafted by the Titans. I kind of wanted that backup, you know, to A.J. Brown. Um, yeah, And I think Corey, Corey Davis there or gone. Yeah, yeah, so I, I can't. Now, so. Yeah, and I, I, I just took him just for a chance because, you know, Tannehill's a pretty good quarterback, and I thought uh, everything I've been kind of reading for reading about him I kind of wanted a young wide receiver depth that could probably grow into his role. And I thought I could just kind of statch him and not really, you know, worry about him for a year, you know, as he grew into his role and Tennessee cut him, you know, I think it was at the end of spring, spring training. Yeah. And then, um, uh, then I just ended up cutting him, you know, at the four Oh seven. Yeah. Yeah, at the 407, then you took Kyle Trask, quarterback from Tampa. Oh, I really I like this. I like this trade. I mean, I liked it. I think I got this from Justin in a trade. Mm. Um, this pick. And I know he said something on the podcast a couple weeks ago about he wasn't afraid of Kyle Trask at the 407. Um, but I only took him because I figured, damn, this guy is six, I think he's six five. And had a pretty good career at Florida. And I thought, man, what a better position to be in than to learn under Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I mean, right? Coming in, he was won't have to play unless Tom gets hurt, but they're going to have that stop. But I just thought, 
Tom Brady, I mean, holy crap, he's going to learn behind Tom Brady. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this pick, uh, seeing what he does with Tampa Bay or if Blaine Gabbert's going to start for a while and then they'll throw in Trask. But I, I think um, I think he's going to be a starter in the NFL. Uh, it's just we'll see, you know, obviously. But I, I like this pick a lot. At the 411, you selected Elijah Mitchell, running back from the 49ers. Oh, man, another man crush. Another man crush running back I had. I was getting nervous. I didn't think I'd be able to get him at this pick. Um, I think there was a couple running backs that were going before him. But if those of you who, who were with us in the COVID uh, college draft, you will know that I had him on my team. So I've been kind of watching this guy for a while. I mean, I, I, all the tapes I saw at a Louisiana Lafayette, I mean, I had a man crush on him going forward. I, I thought, and then what better way than San Francisco, who seems to churn out these unknown guys and everything I was reading about him with Louisiana Lafayette, they ran the same kind of offense San Francisco did. So I kind of figured he'd, he'd get a, get a chance and damn, did he ever. I, what a steal of a pick right here. He, he's part of my franchise core going forward. And then at the four twelve, the very next pick, you selected Anthony Schwartz wide receiver from Cleveland Browns. Hey man, I thought he'd get seat covers a, uh, good guy to throw to i thought with his track speed i know he was pretty darn fast and i thought that uh he'd probably contribute on special teams right away because of who they had at the time i think they had jarvis they still had jarvis landry um obj was still there yeah odell beckham was still there uh i just figured he'd grow into that role and wouldn't you know one of those guys i could stash on the bench and you know wait a year or two and hopefully he'd be good sure at the 5-11, then you selected another running back. It was Khalil Herbert with Chicago Bears. Yeah, this was uh, another running back I had my eye on. Uh, I watched, you know, a little bit in college. Uh, just kind of had a – kept an eye on him. Um, I really liked him. I liked the situation he got drafted into in Chicago. Uh, everything I was reading about him pre-draft, uh, I thought he'd be a steal for me. And another one of those guys that I thought I could just kind of – have on the bench and just uh, maybe have to use next year or possibly this year if I ran into the, uh, you know, depth issue. But I really like this pick going forward, and it really helps that I have Montgomery. So I have that one-two, you know, punch in Chicago with the new coach, new offense. So we'll see. I mean, I, I, we'll see. I like him. And then the last pick in your draft was the six eleven. It was Jacob Harris, tight end for tight end slash wide receiver of the Rams. Yeah, I drafted him. I think uh, another thing I keep, you know, height. I think he's six five, six six. And I thought in the Rams, I mean, they, it's the Rams. I mean, holy cow! I, I just thought with McVay that that he could grow into that role and possibly take over with Higby. You know, possibly I think it was a free agent next year. So I thought he'd, you know, one of those stash kind of a guys. Um. And unfortunately, I think he tore his ACL week 13 or 14 mm -hmm. this year. So, yeah, he's <laughs> he's on the injury reserve for a while. But uh, I think going forward, he's going to be one of those guys I just kind of keep on my team just to, you know, see what he does in, in L.A. 
let's take a look at your third season, which was by far your best. Yes. Because you were obviously the champion. And we expanded to 14 games. If we take a look at your record from season three, it was nine and five. You walked away with the number two seed. The first round you had a bye. In the second, you beat Justin by 41.6. And then in the championship, you beat Sterk by 30.2. If we take a look at a couple of your core players from this past season, it included the quarterback 10 in Jalen Hurts. At the running back position, it included the running back 10 in Aaron Jones. The running back 18 in Daryl Williams. That's a shocker. And then the running back yeah. 19 in David Montgomery. At the wide receiver position, you had the wide receiver 3 in Debo Samuel, wide receiver 10 in Keenan Allen, and the wide receiver 14 in DK Metcalf. At the tight end position, then, you walked away with the tight end number 1 in Mark Andrews and the tight end number 8 in Dawson Knox. What were some of your favorite highlights from this past season? Well, obviously, uh, winning the championship and uh putting an end to Sturk daddy's perfect season that was uh that was a real highlight um you know i, I think i struggled here and there throughout the season um especially my quarterback play until i made that trade with you um, which was necessary and then obviously making the other trade with dk at the at the deadline there um yeah i, I honestly and then at uh, i think it was Second to last week, um, beating Randy to get, you know, to get the better seed was just huge for me. You know, uh, I think the last couple of weeks were real critical and I was sweating them out um, because I wanted that number two seed. Obviously, you weren't, I wasn't going to, nobody was going to catch Sturk for the number one, but getting that number two seed, I think was huge, especially with that first round bye. And obviously it helped out immensely because that was the week that everybody took a poop in fantasy football. And that screwed so many people over. If I remember right, a lot of people were laying goose eggs. Everybody was doing great. It hit that week. Everybody sucked. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just know I struggled here and there. And I think those two trades, uh, getting Hurts and, you know, Montgomery and Decaf were just put me over the edge. Um and I was sweating it out, like I said, uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, and then to go into the playoffs, you know, getting that, that seed was – getting that bye was huge, like I said. And then to win that much against Justin, I didn't expect that either. Uh, but I do recall texting you, recalling I was sweating it going into Monday night because I just thought for sure he was going to pull that out. I mean, I, I, I really was sweating it out. And then getting into the finals against Sterk – and then doing that to him in the championship was just mm, sweetness. Because this trophy is what it's all about, man. <laughs> I got to say, it's so nice to be in my house, especially uh, year three when I was there, year two, and got smashed. So it was sweet justice for uh, outdoor furnishings. So let's take a look at a couple trades that happened in this 2021 season. The first trade of note came between you and Justin. It happened during the draft. Uh, Justin wanted to trade up for the number 11 pick in the draft, and he got it. He drafted Terrace Marshall, and you walk away with a 2022 first, which was Justin's, and then a fourth, which ended up being Kyle Trask. What do you think about that? 
I think this is a great trade. Um, I think at the time, uh, my mindset going in was at the end, um, I really wanted, I, you know, I was coming down to the end of that first round, and I really kind of had my eye on uh, Trey Lance. I thought maybe I could get him at that uh, number 11 spot. And then when he got traded, I kind of, I was just disinterested, <laughs> you know, with anybody in that in that area, I guess, with that pick. And I didn't really want it. Um, and I, I think it was great value because um, then getting that other pick uh, uh, helped out getting uh, Montgomery and Metcalf later. And I, I still like, again, I still like Kyle Trask. Um, and I think with getting um, the 211 there uh, with Chuba is, is a good core, core rookie to have going forward. Next deal you took was with Ewan Sterk. Sterk walked away with Mike Williams in a fifth, and you walked away with James, or sorry, Jamal Williams and a fourth. Yeah, at the time, I think uh, I was kind of just blah on Mike Williams um, because he seemed to be hurt whenever I wanted to start him or needed him, and I kind of just didn't really want him, so I didn't want to drop him either. I knew he was a value, um, and I'm glad I got uh, Mr. Williams back in return. Because uh, I, again, I want to I want to depth that running back, and with him going to Detroit, I just thought that'd be a good backup piece because the seasons are long. Um, and then Mike Williams just absolutely went bonkers the first couple games, and I started second guessing myself, why the hell did I do that? <laughs> but in the end, you know, he got hurt again, and uh, now he's got that monster deal. So now we'll see if he can stay healthy going forward for Sterk. But I, I still like that trade. A lot so next deal was again between you and Sterk, and he walked away with a third and joe mixon you walked away with keenan allen henry ruggs and a second oh man this might be another one of, i think this might be a trade i wish i could i wish i could take back on um, a little different levels obviously hindsight you know mixon kind of grew into his role this year i think i was frustrated and uh with him and everything I was reading uh, prior to the season about Zach Taylor is like nobody in the AFC had any confidence in his coaching ability. Well, look at where he ended up this year. He ended up in the Super Bowl. So that was uh, that was some shitty scouting on my part. Um, and obviously what happened to Henry Ruggs, uh, I mean, I was ecstatic to get him to team him up with Derek Carr. Um, but obviously that didn't pan out, as we all know. Um, but I still think overall it was a good trade. I think Keenan Allen is a good, good solid pick and a good uh, person in my lineup as a wide receiver. The next deal that's one I wish I could. That's I'm sorry. That's one I wish I could probably take back because Mixon I think is is going to just get better. Yeah. Next deal is between you and I. You walked away with Jalen Hurts, AJ Green, a third and a fourth. <laughs> Remember, I remember we were talking about this trade for probably like 45 minutes on the phone. Just like looking yeah, at all I, the pieces. I think that was a good conversation that day. I think, yeah, we were going back and forth. That was uh, uh, that was a good trade. I think it, it's going to work out uh, for both of us. Obviously, it worked out with me because as you kept stressing, I needed a quarterback. I needed a good, reliable quarterback. And I just, that was that was hurting my team if I wanted a shot at Sturk in the championship. Um, I, I, it worked out, though. I, I, I think 
you and I talking though, it really uh, solidified all the moving pieces, all the moving parts a lot better than through, um, you know, text message or anything. I think it was, uh, it was good to talk to you that long and really get down to what we both wanted. Especially like you know? Lefty, I remember when he made a trade with Spaceballs, he said, we went the old fashioned route. We did a phone call. <laughs> it's like <laughs> versus a text or DMs or whatever. So yeah, I, I mean, ended I know. up walking away with a first, Jameis Winston, Marlon Mack, and Darius Slayton. Those are my four pieces for you getting Jalen Hurts a third, a fourth, and AJ Green. Well, and we'll we'll you know the the third is in twenty twenty four. So we'll see what that you know what that details next year. And and I know, and you gave me a fourth round in twenty twenty three. Um, so you know, we'll, we'll see going forward with those two. Um, and, and, you know, I was bummed out when, uh, Jameis got hurt for you because, you know, like I said, you know, I got a thing for him and I just, you know, it was, uh, kind of sad to see him go, but I was glad that at least, uh, somebody I knew would start him, you know, and that was you. And then when he got hurt, I was like bummed out Yeah. <laughs> and we'll see what the first round pick in 2022 will be too. That'll be, I think, key to the whole deal. Sure. Because if Hertz gets moved uh, in the in the trade or in the draft, and depending upon what Philly does, I mean, I mean, I think it's still a it's still a toss up, you know. It's Slayton too. I mean, are the Giants going to even be good with Daniel Jones and and was it uh, Darbol as their head coach? <laughs> no, we'll see. I, I think it's just. It helped me, obviously, and I think it'll, you know, it'll help you and with that first-round pick this year. Sure. The next deal was between you and Will, and oh my gosh, there's so many pieces to this trade. <laughs> so yes. Got, you got James, or Jameis, Jamal Agnew, DK Metcalf, David Montgomery, and two-fourths. Will gets Deontay Johnson, Antonio Gibson, Jacoby Myers, a, uh, two seconds and a first. Yeah, um, I think w I had that stockpile of first round picks uh, for this year um, and doing various trades in the seconds because I had my eye set on a certain running back coming out this year. Um, but I just, I wanted to go for the home run pick. I wanted to get, I wanted that, I wanted this trophy, man. I wanted to win it so bad. And seeing what Sturk did with uh, Hill last year and some of these big deals at the deadline, I thought I'd remember the swing for the fence, man. And I think if I did not have those two first-round picks and the two seconds, I don't think this deal, these last two deals ever would have got done. Um, and to get, you know, to get that, I think at the time, you know, I still like the trade. I think um, Will and I went back and forth um, quite a bit. Uh, he wanted Gibson. He was dead set on Gibson. And Deontone was just kind of one of those pieces where, I, I mean, I liked him and everything, but I thought at the time it was if I was getting back DK, I could obviously get rid of Deontone. And and Myers, I liked him, and I only took him. I liked him. I picked him up only because he gets PPR points, and it just frustrated the crap out of me that he had not scored a touchdown. And then I trade him to Will, and hey, he scored a touchdown. Um, and Agnew was kind of set on getting him because I thought he was the gadget guy down in Jacksonville. And with them losing um, Chark, 
Um, I thought that he could be a key piece going forward in, in whatever Urban Meyer was doing at the time. Um, and then he got hurt. And uh, David Montgomery, I wanted back uh, just because of giving up Gibson. Um, and we'll see what I do with the two fourth round picks. I think I have four this year. So we'll see. I mean, I think, like I said, I think I hit a home run last year in the draft. Um, obviously, core, you know, set up some of my core going forward in the run of the championship. And we'll see what I do this year. But I, I, I like these last two trades a lot on my end. And I could not have made it without those two first round picks and two seconds that I made in previous deals. And that's it for your trades. And that's really it for your draft seasons and trades sections. So let's get right into your depth chart right now. Yes. So let's go position by position. And then we'll just kind of talk about your overall draft capital as it stands today. So okay. let's start at the quarterback position. Uh, and we'll go in order just based on value of current players. Uh, your quarterback one right now is Jalen Hurts, followed by, or obviously with the Eagles, Derek Carr is with the Raiders, Baker Mayfield with the Browns, Tyler Huntley is a free agent, and then Kyle Trask, who is a Buccaneer. How do you feel about your current quarterback depth? Uh, I really like it. Um, I think the back end is a lot, well, yeah, I, I like the youth that I have at the back end with Huntley and, and you can Kyle You honestly Trask. throw Kyle Trask one spot, because he's technically right now the starting quarterback so yeah and and Huntley I only picked him up because of what man what he did against the Packers I I thought going forward if if he's the backup to Lamar and he's a you know free agent someone's gonna take a chance on this kid because holy macaroni I was just enamored with him in that game um and that's why I picked him up I mean I know Derek Carr with the new coach with McDaniel's coming from New England. I'm, I, you know, we'll see about that. I'm not really sure. Baker, I know they declined his option this year, so he's kind of running on a, you know, free agent deal. So who knows? Maybe he'll play out better. But I think uh, going forward, I, I like this a lot better now than I did last year. Looking at my quarterback room, I thought my quarterback room was pathetic, and this year I feel way better. And uh, on the upswing, I believe. Let's look at your running back depth then. There's quite a bit of names here, so hang with me. David Montgomery, oh. Elijah Mitchell, Aaron Jones, Chubba Hubbard, Gus Edwards, Sony Michelle, Jamal Williams, Khalil Herbert, Daryl Williams, Tevin Coleman, Jamal Hastings. <laughs> Michael Hasty and Amir <laughs> Abdullah. Holy crap, you have so many running backs. Well, I don't know if you can't tell. I do have a running back fetish. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I do believe uh, Johanna, my wife, was was telling me that as well. And I think a couple other of my friends were saying I had a running back fetish. And I do. Mm, right? So the elephant in the room, jo Johanna Hollyfield has been running your team this whole year since she was running your Facebook. <laughs> uh, no, because she doesn't even know half the people I talk about in here. But she definitely knows Debo and uh, Elijah the Mitchell Missile and uh, Micah Parsons because I talk about those three a lot. Um, 
no she just she just laughed so i think she was the first one uh, and and caleb um our friend caleb also told me too that i have a massive running back fetish i guess my idea on the depth and running backs here in dynasty is because it's so long of a season you know guys get nicked up and banged and you know they're not playing one week and anything can happen obviously in the nfl and i just think uh if you look at my roster, I obviously put massive value in the running back position. Um, and a lot of these are handcuffs, you know, obviously, you know, I've got the backup to Montgomery with Khalil, uh, the missile. I've got uh, obviously on the back end, Jamal, you know, uh, Gus is, Gus is, Gus is a wild card. I think this year, if he comes back healthy, he, man, he could be the starter in baltimore but you know or him and dobbins could form the one too chubba is the nice backup to cmc and mr mr 42 dollar man at the end um abdullah i like him as well i mean i spent a lot of money on him because i tried to block everybody from picking him up because in case chubba got hurt i didn't want to get screwed in the end coming towards the playoffs so mm -hmm. A lot of those moves I made at the end were because I didn't want anybody picking them up and using them against me. Yeah. <laughs> but I like my depth, you know, so we'll just leave it at that, you know. All right, so let's talk next about your wide receiver depth, starting first with DK Metcalf, which let's switch this quickly. Debo is now your wide receiver one. Uh, oh, by far. Man. This is so sad. I have to change it on the spot. <laughs> oh, no. So, based on how I just changed it, uh, your wide receiver one is Debo Samuel. Wide receiver two, we got our Debo's obviously with the 49ers. Um, yes. Ah, screw it. I don't have to name all these teams. Keenan Allen, DK Metcalf. The obvious big news about DK Metcalf is Russell Wilson getting traded, so we're unsure what his quarterback's going to be. Right now, it would be Drew Locke. I would assume they're going to drop on, guy. since they have the 109. Uh, Calvin Ridley, who is suspended for the next year. Anthony Schwartz, Jamal Agnew, A.J. Green, and Jakeem Grant. Yeah. Uh, boy, talent just drops off, doesn't it? Pretty damn fast. Definitely. You're, in, in, my you're in the market right now for a wide receiver, I would assume. Uh, yeah. Maybe not, but just like open to it. Oh, I am open. I am wide open, like a book. Anyway, that's what she said. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> you know, going in, going into, you know, like I said, seventy-two hours ago, I was so ecstatic. I really liked that. I thought that I could get, uh, knowing I could get Calvin back before the news broke on him. Um, I just thought with, with those four first four, that would carry me so many different ways in the way I could mix and change everything. Um, so I was looking forward to Calvin coming back and then the news hit. And then you find out how we got in trouble is, man, dude, you ran a three team, you ran a parlay and bet on the Falcons to win, bro. The Falcons were never gonna win without you. And you blew, you blew your chance at, was it $10 million, $12 million? Yeah, um, Debo, like I said, I have a man crush on Debo. I'm so ecstatic I got him. Uh, it's probably the best trade I ever made in Dynasty right now. Um, Keenan Allen, um, 
going forward, I think will be obviously a core. He's getting older, but you know, I think he'll get better with uh, Herbert and DK. Man, I was kind of bummed out when I heard about that today with Russell Wilson on on a different level, you know, other than if that was the package that they were going to give the Packers, man. But anyway, Debo, or I'm sorry, DK, we'll see, man. If he's got come on guy throwing to him, oh, my God. That's going to suck. <laughs> um, but Tyler Lockett's probably in the same boat, you know, um, but who knows? I mean, Seattle might pull something off in the draft and get a good young quarterback. Um, you know, some of these guys coming out. Um, so we'll see. Um, and in the back end, uh, the two guys got hurt, Agnew and Grant. I like their potential. Um, Schwartz, I just got him because I thought with, with Baker Mayfield and then AJ <laughs> Green. Yeah. He's probably gone for sure because he's just, I don't know. I started him, what, two games, one game, and he just did horrible. <laughs> yeah, I am looking for, you know, wide receiver. Tight yep, ends, sure. then you have three. You got Mark Andrews, Dawson Knox, and Jacob Bears. Yeah, again, I think uh, the big mistake for me was dropping Albert O because uh, it'd be a great addition right now. Mark Andrews, like I said, I think uh, – I'm so glad I got him, drafted him. Um, he's just turned into a, just an absolute stud. Um, and Dawson Knox was a pickup off of the waiver wires, um, I think last two years ago. And then Harris, I just took because, again, like I said, with the Rams and his height and where he was, where he's at with McVay, I just thought that would be a good stash, you know, pick um, going forward. Your kicker right now is Greg Joseph, the kicker for the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> yeah, I might be looking to upgrade in the offseason with that. <laughs> but he, you know, he did he did pretty good. I thought uh, he was probably one of those unlooked at guys on possibly a high scoring, could have been high scoring offense here and there. And uh, I think that's what you I think that's what everybody looks for in trying to get a kicker in in fantasy. And then some IDPs of notes. So you got Micah Parsons, Boyasada Luakan, your boy. Trey oh, my boy, right. Shaquille Barrett, Patrick ba Patrick Queen, Jeremy Chin, Jamal Adams, Minka Fitzpatrick, and J.C. Jackson. Wow, you're pretty stacked at IDPs. Yeah, um, I think, you know, Hendrickson was a pickup off the waiver wire. Uh, I think at the time, I think Shaq had a buy or he was hurt. Um and I picked him up, and he just got better and better as the season went on. And, yes, I did pick up Carlos Dunlop, right? Yeah. Whoever I picked up for the Super Bowl and dropped his ass right away. <laughs> um, or I showed him the moon door. Yes. Um, I was really hoping I'd get something out of that, you know, with him, just for that one game. Um, but I like my depth at defensive line with, with Barrett and uh, Hendrickson because I think Hendrickson's going to be a core player for – Cincinnati's defensive line, and he's only going to get better. Um, Aluakan is my boy. Holy mackerel. Uh, but he's a free agent, so I'll be curious just to see if Atlanta will re-sign him or if he'll go somewhere else. But he's just a stud tackling machine out of uh, the Ivy League, and I do believe I picked him up also off a of waiver wire. 
Uh, Fitzpatrick, I believe I picked him up off the waiver wire too. I couldn't believe he was there because I think he was a first round pick of Miami. And then he got traded to Pittsburgh. And I just happened to look him up and there he was and ran with it. Um, Micah, can't say enough about this kid. I love this kid. Uh, I hate Dallas, but I love this kid. I'm so excited I have him at linebacker. Uh, I think he's only going to get better. I think he is a core for my IDPs on defense. I think Queen will be too. Uh, I think he'll only get better. Uh, I know he was a tackling machine. I think he'll be getting better in, in Baltimore's new system without Link Martindale. Uh, Chin was another guy I think I picked up um, off the waiver wire. And I think he, him and his multi-ability, a linebacker, defensive back is is key. Some of this uh, interchangeable parts, I think he's going to be better going forward. Uh, Jamal Adams, you know, I obviously took him in the startup draft. Um, ironically, funny enough, I do have his autograph jersey. I uh, won from Pristine Auction. Nice. <laughs> I just have to frame it, but I, you know, I was one of those mystery boxes and I, you know, put in, didn't know who I'd get. And when it arrived at my house and I opened it, it was Jamal Adams. I was like, oh, I have this guy. This is great. Um, and Jackson, when Stirk dropped him, I immediately picked him up, man. He was, I think that was part of the, the run I made where I spent over $100 on free agents that week. And I only did that because uh, he's a great player. Uh, he's a ball hawk. And uh, I thought he'd be a good fit on my team. And it was also one of those moves where I did not want somebody to pick him up and be used against me. Hmm. Um, you know, and that's part of the moves I made I didn't really explain myself back then uh, but I made all those moves spending all that money because essentially I wanted the depth but I also did not want some of those guys falling into other people's hands to be used against me. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean I looked at it as a smart you know handcuff on some of these but you know Jackson's a free agent so the rumors are here and is possibly back or with Lovey Smith back in or into Houston. So I'll be curious to see where some of these free agents that I have, you know, obviously Jackson and Alua Khan and Sony Michelle and Huntley, you know, where they go, you know, Huntley could end up in Pittsburgh and blow the shit up. Who knows? Or maybe Seattle signs them. I, I mean, I'm, I, I like my team a lot better this, this off season than I did the last, you know, obviously the first and the second year. Um, I think I've got, I've got great depth and I got uh, some moving pieces where I can trade to um, make my lineup better. Sure. That's what we're all here for winning, winning this trophy. So in 2022, this upcoming draft, you only have four fourths and a sixth. So it doesn't seem like you have that much capital, but you, if anybody has really hit on those late round picks and finding good pieces from it. Yeah, I, uh, I tend to, I've been, uh, I tend to start looking and studying harder after the combine at certain players. Um, I kind of look at what people are, you know, what the quote unquote experts are posting, you know, and then I go and look where I'm at. I think, I think I've got the 38th, 42, 47, 48 picks. So I, I think I got a good run there in, uh, in those picks. And like I said, I'll be starting to do my homework on some of these players, uh, wide receivers, tight ends. And yeah, I, I think 
I think going forward, the key is obviously hitting home runs on on some of these fourth round picks because mm. you don't you don't believe it, but you know getting Mitchell and Khalil Herbert. Uh, hey man, look, I mean there are there are diamonds in the rough in the back. You just have to know how to find them, and mm-hmm. and once you fall in love with the guy, take him. You know, 2023. Um, so you got first, a second, a third, two fourths, two fifths, and two sixths. So you have quite a bit of capital in 2023. You got a total of 10 picks and a pretty good balance, to be honest. If we look at 2024, you have a first, a second, two thirds, a fourth, and a fifth, and a sixth. So again, pretty balanced. You have eight picks in total there, uh, with two being right in the middle. <clears throat> As we kind of wrap up here. Uh, what are your thoughts on just the overall uh, standing of your team? How do you feel about your team going forward? Uh, I think I'm set up pretty good going forward. Um, honestly, when I look at uh, my depth, I'm, I am just, I'm really happy at my depth. I think I've obviously, you know, hit some home runs on some young players that can make up the core going forward um, that we all need in, in fantasy dynasty. Um, I really like it. I, I I like my team is a lot better with those two big trades that I made than than ever before. Uh, obviously, I, I think uh, getting these you know players back, uh, DK, Jalen, uh, Montgomery, I think are just going to be key, and Allen are going to be key um, going forward and trying to defend the trophy. I. I I think I'm also set up in 2023 because there's going to be some exciting players coming out then and I can maybe wiggle around and get maybe move up and get some players. I I just think that uh, I'm loaded um, as far as uh, opportunities to move around and do things to set myself up um, and avoid some shocks (laughs) like I did today and yesterday with Calvin Ridley and DK. I think, um, I think I've got the depth to withstand also injuries, knock on wood, um, that come with a long season of football. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, I think I've got a great team. I really like my depth, and I think I, I love my starters. So uh, maybe a move, minor move here or there. I think to solidify everything, and uh, I like my team a lot, a lot. And it'll be interesting to see if you can actually repeat and be right there in the thick of it down the stretch. I'm sure that you would not enjoy giving away that trophy. Oh, no, man. It's 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 looking pretty good in my house. You know, um, I'm taking really good care of it. We haven't done any crazy stuff yet, but uh, summer's coming up. So maybe expect a couple pitchers camping or something crazy. Um, <laughs> Don't break it. But- Oh no, God no, no! But um, I do. I, I will have to say. I, I want to say thank you for inviting me into this league. Um, I love it. I absolutely love this league, and I want to say thank you for all the work you go into putting in every everything. I think the podcast are an extra bonus. I don't have that in any other. I've never had that in any other league. Um, that's why I, I am one hundred percent committed to this league i love this league i i love everybody in it i think everybody is uh is equal par i think everybody talks and and makes a lot of trades and and that blows my mind sometimes seeing these trades and players going here and there and 
it's great. I think everybody's super active for the most part and uh, everybody gets along. And yeah, I, like I said, I, I can't say enough about this league and, and dynasty. I love dynasty. Now I'm almost, I almost don't want to do any other league some, you know, now because you can't do anything, you know, you draft and that's it. Nobody wants to make trades or anything. And that's what I love about this league. You just kind of approach somebody and here we go. You know, it's, it's, I love dynasty football and I got to thank you a lot for, you know, asking me and getting me involved in all the work you do. You're welcome. All right. That's and all I, we got. What are you going to say? Oh, I also got, yeah. I also want to say, man, I, I think looking at everybody's teams, I think, uh, I know everybody's gunning for me. I know everybody's gunning for this championship, this, this trophy to have in their house. And uh, I think a lot of people have good teams, you know, who I'm talking about. And I think uh, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a struggle. And I look forward to uh, fighting tooth and nail to defend this trophy. And uh, I'm real excited and curious uh, as, as everybody else, what everybody's going to do in free agency in the draft. And uh I got one other announcement for those of you who knew me as Mr. Coffee Jesus and you know who I am. <laughs> I am no longer a coffee guy. Uh, I start a new career next week. I'll be working at Three Sheeps Brewery in wow, Sheboygan. a beer time. guy now. I am a beer guy now, yes. And so you we, know we what? We might have to have some, uh, some biannual meetings at, at uh, Three Sheeps. I think you should, and uh, the tap room is always open there, I think, till 9 o'clock. But, you know, i got some good bands coming up. They just introduced a new beer called 15-2. Um, yeah, I'm excited uh, Look to the challenge and uh, getting to know my beer a lot better than as being just a random consumer. Now I get to know all the work that goes into it and uh, see it firsthand and yeah, I'm excited. So I, I am promoting three sheeps for us to do a draft. We should go there this year. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that's yeah. all we have on this episode. Thanks for joining me, Jake, uh, the Cascade Bear and defending champion. On this episode of the For the Throne, we broke down Jake's team. And next week, we break down the Prince Palmer who was in the championship game in season one, but since then it's been quite a roller coaster. Thanks to everybody for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you.